0: We are going to have a very interesting episode and we have a super interesting guest for this episode. Earlier our guest has been working as a physical therapist, then he went to do his bachelor's and master's degree in Stellenbosch University in South Africa. From there he went to do his PhD and postdoc in Leuven in Belgium related to real world biomechanical Detection of fatigue, energy, and injury in runners using wearable trunk accelerometry. And now he is co founder and CEO CEO of RunEasy Company, utilizing findings from his PhD and postdoc. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Dr. Kurt Schütte. Welcome, Kurt.
1: Thank you, Oli. Thank you for the very kind introduction.
0: Yeah nice to nice to have you. You said earlier about the fatigue that you you start noticing some problems in when when people get fatigued. Do you have this in your playbook that there's there are you recommend sometimes testing
1: when when you create create fatigue first? For sure, for sure, for sure. And this is often where we sometimes clash heads with the uh, the running shoe recommendation industry. Um often, you know, you go to your local in a running store, and you, they they help you, and they give you some great the salesman will give you some expert advice on which shoes are compatible with you. Um, what what our re- research really shows is that when you're running in a fatigued state, or I could put it reverse it around, um, when you're fresh and you try on a pair of shoes for maybe a minute or two, um, often things don't really show through. You don't really see those compensation strategies because you're in a fresh condition. But after a fatigue protocol, so if, if you think about the playbook and, and, and inducing a bit of fatigue, that's when things start to manifest. That's when we start to see irregularities and instabilities and high impacts and high asymmetries. All these things start bubbling up as fatigue starts uh, starts to set in. And uh, that's when you should be testing which you should be running, which ones are supporting you when you're in your most vulnerable state. Uh, when you're running a marathon or you're running a high-intensity a race or uh, when you've, you're doing it a run when the pre, the day before you had a heavy tr- uh, cycling session and, or a heavy swimming session when you're you know carryover tired or fatigue from other sessions that's when you should be testing evaluating yourself uh, are you putting yourself at a higher risk and that's often not where we believe a lot of the training mistakes and errors are happening it's it's, it's those when when you're fatigued or when you are in that vulnerable state
0: yeah yeah that that makes sense i'm i'm only training when i'm fatigued because <laughs> i never recover between the <laughs> sessions so i i know how it feels it's just like survival every session yeah no that's that's very good and and i wanted to you you went quickly over the biofeedback part um i i didn't ask back then but maybe now could you could you explain a little bit more in the layman's term, how is the biofeedback what would be the kind of the best uh, application or the easiest to explain application how do you how do you actually use it
1: Yeah sure so biofeedback you could say you see as you know you get visual feedback you get you see whether you are in the green the yellow or the red zone say now you have a very high impact and you're in the red zone and imagine that you're running on a treadmill and you have the screen in front of you and you see that okay you know every few seconds you see okay boom i have a very high impact not because you're looking at the numbers but because you can see that the the color of the bar is in the red going back to the reverse engineering concept it's about exploring explore your movement pattern explore your running technique and what we call self optimize or Op- really f- figure it out. You can figure it out really quickly what works for you, what what will get you out of the red zone and into the orange or in, down into the green zone. And it's astonishing to see how different everyone is um, and how quick, first of all, how differently everyone is at, at, at finding their strategy. Some people will find a strategy that they run slightly lower to the ground, so more of a grounded type of running, low impact. Other people might change the stride so having a shorter or longer stride some people might start running with a forefoot foot or a midfoot strike um some people might be using their arms a bit more the self-exploration so that's the first thing and the second thing is how quickly they could figure out either what doesn't work or what does work so sometimes they might come with the, the first they might come with like a, an idea in their mind they have they've googled and they've they've they found their favorite running magazine or 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 blog post that says you have to change your cadence to 180 or you have to run with a forfeit strike or you know you need to fix this or fix that and they they try that and then whoa oh damn <laughs> I'm going further into the red what what the hell's going on <laughs> and and then and then they, they wait a minute so then they try something else and they try this and that and within a you know. A couple of minutes, they've found something that works for them. And, uh, and then they see it going from the red into the, the orange into the green. And they start feeling different. And obviously, when you change your motor pattern, you're changing, or you change your technique, you're obviously using your body in a different way. Um, and then they'll start saying, oh, okay, I can start feeling uh, my calves burning a bit more. I start feeling these muscles, you know, not not in pain, just being used more. And creating a bit of discomfort and that's we say, okay, you're starting to feeling in different places because the loads are being distributed in a different way on your body. You know, if you think about you and your 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 example of, you know, am I juggling between knee pain today or the plant of pain? <laughs> there will be different biofeedback cues that will help you alternate and figure out what is what is you know, what is the the in-between zone or where where do you want to focus on?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's also good that We don't see ourselves from the biomechanics. That what you can you can measure, but we are thinking as mental cues. So you can start thinking that I'm I'm kicking myself with the heel so you have a faster hamstring activation or or I'm stepping under myself or I move my arms faster so the legs start to move faster. So basically with the biofeedback you can try different mental cues. Maybe the physical therapist can can tell different kind of images in the mind of the technique and then you actually see how it affects the biomechanics and then you probably find a way that how you need to think to find the right, yes. right way.
1: Definitely I think you've uh, you mentioned a very very good point that I would like to touch on is external cues. Uh, external cues uh, where you give more uh, mental imagery is far more effective than giving internal cues about, okay, bend your knees by five degrees more or uh, try this by five milliseconds or, you know, you try – those little things are also very – they place a lot of cognitive demanding. and They, they take a lot of brain power uh, and take away from the the, to, the, the the task as a whole and focusing on the, the, the knowledge of the performance or the external cue is what we go for. So, you know, we, we try to make it a little bit fun. You say, like, try imagine you're running on lava And that will, for example, increase your contact times. Or if it's the other way around, we say, imagine that there's bubble gum stuck underneath your feet. (laughs) And and try and and that it's it's really keeping your feet down. And that will, you know, for example, help people make a a longer roll-off and a longer a proper heel-to-toe roll-off and a longer ground contact time. Instead of saying increase your ground contact time. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do there? So that's or we say imagine that there is a glass roof above your head, and every time you bounce, so you you're smashing that glass, and you must try not to hit it above your head, because we identified that in this person, they have extremely extremely high uh, aerial bounce, they're flying really high, and what that does creates a higher velocity on landing and higher impacts, and so you you, say, you know we try to use that vi- that uh, visual imagery to to make it also more fun and easier to to learn. The, the new pattern without um getting too technical i think mm,
0: yeah I, I i agree and you said that you can make changes pretty quickly and i i fully agree i've been i've been doing different skill sports for i think 30 years now uh and I be, i've been seeing a lot of different people doing different sports and it's definitely not about repeating repetitions if you don't do it correctly. Some people have been doing 10 years and they're still making the same mistake. So I, I fully agree that when you know that you are doing correctly, you can actually change things things fast. And also also in coaching, you see that when you actually can create the right imagery for the person and then see that now it goes, then you like keep doing and, and you, you can do it very, very fast. But yeah, we have been talking quite a long time and, and this has been very very interesting discussion. So if somebody's interested in this but is thinking that in my clinic I don't have any extra minutes to start setting up or or anything. So how is the workflow can you really use it in a clinic in a in a busy busy schedule when you have patients coming in?
1: Yes, good question. Good question. So one of the the key, you could say, the, the key challenges and the key uh, things that we've been working on at RunEasy was to solve that problem of efficiency. Um, not just to think about it in the sense of we do a screening or a, a full half an hour or an hour assessment that we block out for 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 testing, but something that can be done in a matter of seconds. You know, in the same time it takes for your athlete to tie her shoelaces. Um, or we like to use analogies like if you're you know in the Formula One circuit you know changing the tires you know it's got to be super super quick you know as 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 a physical therapist and I was there it's it, you have only so much time to 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 test or to, to to assess something and so that's why we we design actually the product to um, when it comes to the wearable that the wearable is really really quick it's one device you place it on you strap it around the waist it, it automatically connects to the the tablet app. You hit start recording and yeah, within five seconds of running or walking, you have your data assessment. So it's incredibly crucial that there's no time lost and that you can, as a physical therapist, you can use it in the rehab and you can test it. So we've seen some astonishing, uh, astonishing results, for example, with you know, pre-activation. Where uh, you ask someone to, you know, do a high-velocity squat jump, or you know, ask them to do a certain activity to, you know, kind of trigger the neuromuscular system and warm up. And just before they do that, they do a running assessment, and then they do the pre-activation for like, you know, thirty seconds, and then they run again, and then you see immediate results as well. So just by triggering triggering the neuromuscular system, you use it in the rehab, in the, like you really really fast assessments, uh, so that. There's really no time lost and it's not something, okay, I have to go find it on the shelf or I have to set up. A, no calibration time uh, needed. It's really, you know, it's a, it's got to be hands-on. You've got to grab it, assess and go so that you can focus more time, have more time free for, you know, good clinical reasoning and good prescription of exercises and cues. Yeah,
0: so, sounds really good. And, and who, who would you recommend this there's a lot of different physiotherapists doing different kind of works. There's a lot of clinical people, there there's coaches. Who who does the Run Easy Fit fit the perfect? Who who would you recommend
1: it to? Run Easy Fits perfectly for you know anyone that's really doing human movement evaluation or assessment uh, when it comes to yeah assessing human movement and primarily that's a sports physical therapist or physiotherapist. Uh, and then of course you get athletic trainers and you also get sports podiatrists, so those that are prescribing you know, footwear um, and insoles to athletes as well who have you know, foot problems. Um, you know, anyone really that's doing dynamic assessments of athletes um, and, or anyone that has a, mus- a patient in their practice that has a musculoskeletal injury of the back or the lower limbs, um, whether it be an acute injury, whether it be an overuse injury. Yeah, whether it be a teams team player or a, a, an individual sports, you know, endurance sport, um, or even it could be, you know, a patient that comes in with uh, a hip replacement um, and looking at how they are progressing coming back from a hip or a knee replacement, it's more in an elderly population. So the focus really is on musculoskeletal conditions, and um, that is broad. It's really broad, and you can think of anyone that really has something from the back down uh, an issue uh, in a patient that has a back down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So sounds sounds good. So if, if anyone is interested, how, how can they find more information? How can they find if, if this would be a fit fit for their, their practice, their clinic?
1: Yeah, sure. So we uh, give a lot of uh, online demos and you're welcome to reach out to us at runeasy.ai. So that's R-U-N-E-A-S-I dot A-I. And there you can request a demo with us where you know, we, we really believe that um, the time investment in you know, explaining you know, what are we measuring and, and what, are we, you know, what, what added value you can get to your practice is important. And so we have this step before purchasing or saying, say you want to order uneasy. Uh, we want to make sure that it's a good fit for you, that we're a good match and um and that's why yeah free feel free to book a demo an online demo with us um via our website mm,
0: all right so, sounds good and and how about if there's some some researchers who are interested maybe using it in their their research doing doing kind of translational research or very practical applied research how 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 is it for them can they get it do they get research data out
1: yeah sure so we're very actively working with researchers as well. So, we, of course, we we brought the research to a level of a validated tool. But there's so much interesting research that can be conducted still with our tool. For example, we, we're working with Marianne Revelant who's doing research using RunEasy in uh, ladies that are postnatal. And how the effect of running with a brace is, is, is improving uh, their running biomechanics, their stability, and their impact. So, she's doing research there. We're working with uh, researchers in, in the United States with Jay Dishery, who's using it with his students as well to help uh, educate his students. And how we'd like to work is really is to encourage the researchers that are looking at gait analysis, um, either it be in walking or in running and linking it to a really interesting population. We, we would love to collaborate and love to work together so that we can you know, not reinvent the wheel with a new device. We, we've built that device now that you can now quickly test interventions, whether it be short interventions, like we're talking about now and biofeedback, what's working, what's not working for this particular you know, injury group or this t- particular special population. But also long-term, you know, because we have a practical tool, you can use it outside of the lab, you can use it remotely, um, you can use it in a biomechanics lab, or you can use it outdoors on a walkway and combine it with a six-minute walk test, or you can do it with a running runners on a track. So we, we would love to collaborate with any researchers that are um, looking to combine gait analysis with uh, their research questions.
0: Sounds sounds perfect. So, if anyone interested, you can you can contact Kurt. Yeah, I I think this has been really interesting interesting discussion, and I'm I really believe that we can get good info out from the biosignals from accelerometers, and I think now it's the time that this the Bluetooth is stable. We have tablets. We have we have small sensors which which last the battery lasts long enough. We I think now the technology is there that we can actually create applications that you can use in a daily daily practice. And, and I think earlier we have had the ideas, but I think it hasn't delivered. They have been too difficult to use. So I, I think this was a really nice discussion about waste-worn accelerometer to analyze different parameters from from gate and, and running. Yeah, this has been really nice discussion so thanks for for taking the time for this recording
1: thank you so much and uh, i think you hit another good uh, point there ollie is is really the friction points Uh, we've always had great ideas but bring it into a a practical solution and uh, removing all those little friction points so that it's easy it's simple and you get it quickly and efficiently i think uh we, that's something we have strive for at run easy and, and and solving all those little those little uh, practical issues so that yeah we can be the best practitioners going forward and get to get to the data as, as, as efficiently and, and uh, do the best clinical reasoning possible without uh, having anything hampering so yeah, great point point. and uh, thank you so much for your time today. I really really enjoyed uh, talking to you
0: yeah th- thanks. and uh, and one one point I can add, add there that I think now we have the technology there. and then I think the next step is to get the big data which is annotated, categorized correctly, and then we can really start to see see big things because then we can see the small differences that make make a clinical relevance.
1: Yes, for sure. We, then we can really ramp up the scale